Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Well, friends, um, got a rather interesting uh, show plan for today. Starts out with uh, helping some individual email respondents, and then it's going to go into some uh, national reviews of the financial situation in the country and where I see that taking us and what types of decisions we need to make from that. But I have to tell you, just out of sheer interest alone to yourself, that today was a strange day for me. I woke up, and the first thing I found out was that uh, somebody very close to me, good friend of mine, good friend of Lifestyles Unlimited, had died. I'm not going to give you his name right now because I think they're still notifying people around him, staff and so forth, that uh, it's happened. So we'll let him have time. We'll come back with a formal type of a deal later. But kind of the same age as I was. And I've known him for, gee, golly, gee, 15 years. And uh, he was a member of Lifestyles and one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life. Smartest, sharpest tack. I mean, this guy was an incredible guy. It's one of those guys that every person who's ever met him would be proud to call him his friend, right? But he died. Now, I was told that he recently had been on an exercise and diet program and lost like 30 pounds and was walking every day, exercising, and died. I think he died of a heart attack. That's not been confirmed, but that's what I heard. And the reality is, is that that's just how quick it all could be over. And that starts you thinking about things, right? One of the things is your mortality, but even so, it takes me way back to when I was a kid when I thought of myself, no male in my family lived past 65 years of age. Now, since then, I've had an uncle. I have a uncle that is 82, so he broke the mold. Of course, he's the only one in our family who didn't smoke, and I don't smoke, so I'd love to think I could make it to 82, but the reality is I planned my entire life to live to 65 because every other male in my family died by 65. And so I can say I'm sitting here with no remorse. If I drop down dead to my knees today, right after this show, or even during it, I've lived every moment of my life to the level that I wanted to live it. Now, there's a key term, wanted to live it, because I've got a lot of money. I could have a lot more toys, do a lot more travel, uh, wear a lot better clothes and expensive watches and cars and planes. I could all that stuff. I got enough money to do all that. In fact, I keep very close track of who all the national guru guys are, how much money they have, how much movie stars have, athletes have, and I'm right up there and amongst those people. So why do I feel like I've done everything I have? You know, there's an old saying, when I die, I want my last check to bounce. And I don't even feel that way. I feel like I got the money. It gives me security. It allows me to sleep at night. I don't have to worry about uh, making money. I don't have to worry about recessions. I don't have to worry about things. You know, one of my 11 businesses having a bad month or a bad six months or whatever. It gives me security. That's what I like most in life is security. No, I'm okay. So that I can get up and enjoy my life, whatever that is. Right? But more than anything else is that I've accomplished every goal that I've ever wanted to accomplish. And I got them done before age 65. I'm 63. I still got two years left, man. I got all kinds of time to, to maybe even break out the bucket list and go beyond, maybe throw some extra things in the bucket because I've pretty much emptied the bucket list. So what does this all come down to? What it all comes down to 
is that I was watching a video this morning. I just happened to pull up. I've been spending a lot of time paying attention to guns and ammo, and it's like a new hobby for me, man. And I was watching this guy, and he was talking about what it takes to be an expert. And the guy was saying that, you know, everybody and their brother's an expert. Just ask him. And I feel the same way about real estate gurus. I mean, first of all, about 70% of all the real estate gurus out there right now are members of Lifestyles Unlimited or have been. And they're derivatives of our product. Okay, fine. You know, what is the greatest compliment? You know, somebody copying your stuff. All right. So good. Fine. No big deal. But what is the reality of whether or not they're really smart, really gurus? They really know what they're talking about. And in almost every case, the reason they're out there and not within what we do is because they didn't want to make their living doing real estate. They wanted to make their living teaching real estate instead of doing real estate, or they wanted to make money in real estate by basically ripping people off. In other words, they wouldn't follow the rules to keep the people invested in the deals safe. So where am I going with this? Well, the guy got on my nerve, my back nerve, because, you know, he was talking about, and they dress a certain way. And, you know, in our group, that's the guy who's got the Ferrari. Every guy who's got a Ferrari, every guy who wants to act like he's a real estate guru buys himself a Ferrari. First thing they do, if you see a guy claiming to be a real estate investor and he's got a Ferrari, <laughs> you think what you want to think. Uh, there's no need to tell you anything more than you know what that is. That's overcompensation of some type. And I saw another one the other night. It was really interesting. It was uh, some stupid show, and I call it stupid. I shouldn't be so mean, but it was about these real estate agents in California. And it's this really high-end real estate brokerage firm with all these women that look like they're just Playboy bunnies, and then two gay guys, right? I think one of them's gay and the other one, but they're twins. One gay. So you probably know the show. I don't my wife watches it. I just happened to in on it. But they said something that was really, really interesting. They're showing the house, and... They were walking through the house, and here's like these seven real estate agents previewing this house they were going to sell. And it was like an $80 million house. And they had just shown the most expensive houses a broker had ever listed was $42 million. And it was phenomenal. But as they walked through this $80 million house, one guy said something I thought was really interesting. He said, you know, millionaires can afford to buy a view. Billionaires can afford to buy a compound. And I thought that was really interesting because... When I went to buy my house, I bought a compound. I didn't go buy a lake house or a beachfront house where you got a good view of the water, but you couldn't afford any kind of a house because you were in the most expensive area around. I bought a compound, privacy, everything in one place, everything you need or could want. Never want to leave home. In fact, I'm told all the time, Dell, why would you ever leave home? And the answer is, I don't really want to. So where are we going with this, Dell? Come on. Well, I'm trying to get to is that. Wanting to be a self-help guru, you have to learn to balance your own desires. What desire is that? Well, very early on in wanting to help people, I found that people just wouldn't listen. And I make people write in the back of their book whenever I give a seminar. Open up the back of the book, write this in the back of the book. It says, I will not do what Dell said to do. And then I said, whenever you fail, we'll go to the back of the book and we'll start there with that statement. I told you I wouldn't do what you told me to do. And then we'd go back and find in the book what you didn't do. Inevitably, it's always the same thing. They don't do what I tell them to do. If they would have done what I told them to do, they would have been successful. But for some odd reason, people have it in their mind. They have to reinvent the wheel. Now, I will suggest that some people just do it because they're arrogant. But I'm going to suggest to you there's another group of people out there that are basically failures by personality trait. Failures by personality trait. In other words, their personality leads them to do the same thing wrong over and over and over again. 
and they really just can't get out of it. It's very difficult. So today I'm going to take two different case studies, one of somebody who was that way, still is that way, probably will always be that way, and then somebody else who recognized that they had made a mistake in life and made a major change. And then I'm going to, I'm going to compare the two so you can see what the difference is between somebody who has really inadvertently doomed themselves to mediocrity, not failure, not terrible person, just mediocrity because of the way they approach life. And I want you to understand I'm not doing this to be mean to this individual. In fact, the individual asked for the advice over and over again. He asked for the advice and he's a member, by the way, although as you'll find as we go through this, he's not listened to one thing that I said to do. He's not, I mean, if you take two days, 16 hours of seminar, he has completely disputed every possible thing that we've told him to do and not do in this one email. I mean, it's amazing. He could actually do so many different things wrong. And what's amazing is he went to the seminar. So I'm going to break this down. I'm going to show you a couple things that if you want to be successful and you've got a personality like this, you need to get a personality adjustment uh, really more than anything else. It starts out, it says, um, hey, Dell. And by the way, I'm not going to give the guy's name out. Okay, it's not worth it. Hey, Dell. I'm sorry. I haven't been able to listen to your show recently. Therefore, I might not even be sharing something with you that is useful. Well, I'll try anyway. You might just be such a kind guy that you'll respond here instead, if not on the radio. Ah, ha, 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 ha. No, but really, I appreciate you and the work that you do uh, a lot. It's inspiring, by the way. All right, so let's stop right there and let's talk about this whole first paragraph. I'm going to tell you something that I found out in life very, very early. There are people that do things and there are people that talk about doing things. The talkers, I call them the da-da-da-da-da people. Where did I get that? A boss of mine, 40, 50 years ago, came to me and he said, Dell, if you're going to be a salesman, you got to have a positive attitude. Now, I'm a type B personality, which has no positive attitude. Type B is analytical, to the point. And some of you like that about me, and some of you hate that about me. Okay, I get that, but that's just who I am. But this guy was trying to teach me to sell, and he's going, Dell, you can't sell that way. You got to sell like you're excited about the product and then eventually the person or whatever. And he said, what you got to do is you got to get up every day and think about a great man by the name of Johnny Carson, who for 40 years during 10 divorces of 10 different women, his life, in other words, his life was a mess, got up every single night, walked out from behind a curtain and the music went off. And the music was it's Johnny. And he broke out the smile and started his act for 40 years every single night. He'd say, when you pick up the phone, before you pick up the phone, go, da-da-da-da-da. Then pick up the phone and go, hello, how can I help you today? Now, ultimately, he's right. If you're going to be a salesman, these are the kinds of things you'd probably better be good at. You'd probably better learn if you're not good at them. I had to learn to be positive. I had to learn to be friendly. I had to learn a lot of important things. I took a class called How to Win Friends and Influence People. <laughs> Crazy as that sounds, it helped. But still, deep down inside, most of us hate the da 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 people. They're just, you, you can sense them. They get under your skin. They bug the living snot out of you from the very moment you start dealing with them. And so as I got this email, I'm one paragraph in, and he's already annoyed me and lost my attention because he has no attention, no attention to detail, to anything that he was taught in the two-day class. And to be so presumptuous 
that he could just contact me out of the blue and get a one or two hour seminar from me. And that's basically what he's asking here. As you go through this, he wants me to evaluate his entire protocol, which is exactly what I told him not to do in the seminar. It's exactly opposite of what we teach. In fact, we hound people for doing this stuff. And yet he wants my opinion on how he's doing with his progress. So I read on. I'm a challenge member with Lifestyles. Okay, that's an upgraded membership that cost him money. That means he had enough money to buy that membership. And if he doesn't have any money, he should not have bought that membership because this membership is what you buy when you want a multimillionaire consultant right there, hand in hand with you, working with you every inch of the way to help you buy stuff as fast as you can possibly buy it without making mistakes. That's what that program's for. It's beyond educational. It's beyond motivational. It is a mentor. You don't buy a mentor to not do what they say, right? As of April this last year, I decided I'm going to increase my efforts to make money in real estate. As of April this year, what is it now? April, May, June, July, August. Four, five months later, he's decided, okay? Uh, For about a year before that, I would occasionally look at MLS. So he bought this membership, he took the class, and then for a year, he would occasionally look at MLS, for comps and talk to realtors for comps. My only option that I had, I was aware of at the time without money saved, was to wholesale the property and assign the contract to somebody else. A a real estate investing technique, and by the way, it's not investing, it is a job. Wholesaling and flipping contracts is a job. It's like being a salesman without a guaranteed commission. You go out, you try to find something that somebody will sell for cheap, you try to tie it up in a contract, and then you try to sell the contract to somebody else to do the deal. Where's the capital gains? None. Where's the cash flow? None. What it is, you're trading time for money, right? Time for money, time for money, time for money. Never did it. Never taught anybody to do it. Have no idea how to do it other than to know that almost everybody I know that does it fails. Almost everybody. And the ones that don't, that's because they get into some type of a situation where they're a mentor and they're teaching people to do it and making more money from teaching them from doing it. They go on and say, now I'm sorry if this story already sounds repulsive. So the guy even understands that what he is saying to me is driving me bat crazy. He knows it. He knows it's all wrong. Yet think of the personality that goes, I'm going to go stick my finger in your eye. Hi, Mr. Whoever you are. I just wanted to come and ask you my opinion of X, which is exactly opposite of yours. And then I want you to tell me I'm a good guy and I'm doing the right thing. He goes on and says, I'm improved or so I think. I partnered with a friend and we pull list of vacant properties and pre foreclosures. We have put together two deals for the central Indiana. From here, we can assign the contract and use his dad's private money along with a little of our own to maybe BRRRR a property. What I think you might dislike, flipping a property to create some capital. Wow. We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show. Need 
more unconventional wisdom that'll set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're going through an email that is just it's really painful. Uh, I'm not trying to put the guy down. The guy actually puts himself down multiple times in the email. Uh, he knows he's doing everything wrong. He knows that he's taken the course and is is talking about stuff we tell you not to do, and he's bragging about doing it, and he's failing. And he wants to know how proud I am of him doing the things I told him not to do. It's just ridiculous. And I'm telling you, this is a personality problem. And it's one I've seen many times in the 30 years I've been consulting. So we, we, we left off with this sentence that um, from here, we can assign the contract, use my dad's private money. Okay, so now he's using his father's money, right? He's, he's partnering with a friend, and I'm sure the friend's the guy telling him how to do all this stuff because we didn't teach him how to do all this stuff. And uh, we'll flip this property to create some capital. So his friend, who doesn't have any money either, has convinced him to go into this with him so he can use his dad's capital that they can go out there and find these deals and flip these deals. Now, is what I'm doing great? Can you believe he asked that? Is what I'm doing great? No, it's dumb as a rock. Okay, moving on. What could I do better? Quit. Stop what you're doing right now and do what I taught you to do. That's what you could do better. What else? I used PopStream, Spokio, PhoneWagon to make phone calls to these owners. In other words, he's put in all this time and trouble to learn how to use all these internet guru, you know, something for nothing, midnight madness software programs. He's bought a program to the best training program, real estate training program in the country. And yet he's still is wasting his time, trading time for money, time for money. I try my best to present myself well and persuade the owners to sell to me. You're not presenting yourself well in this email. I would never sell to you. In fact, I'd never do business with you because I'd be afraid that you'd be wanting to rip me off, which, by the way, I'll prove to you later in email. And I'm focused on being it being a numbers game. You know, that's what all people that can't do anything say. If you throw enough mud on the wall, something's got to stick. That's the belief that all losers believe. Do not believe that if you throw enough mud, because you don't have enough mud, you'll run out of mud before you end up sticking something to the wall. Why not just go find the right thing that works? So I try not to get too caught up in a perfect script. So there he is. He's admitting it. He's not even really trying to do it right. He's just doing it. Don't people decide pretty much themselves before I call whether they want to sell or not? If he believes that, then why is he even doing it? Next, I mean, gosh, I might sound like a real novice here. Hey, I'm just trying. I hope I'm not blind. You're blind as a bat, and you know it, and that's why you're writing this email. And you're hoping for a glimmer of some positivity for me to assist you in demoralizing yourself for the rest of your life, destroying your life. You want me to condone what you're doing. I will not do it. I care too much about you to condone the insanity of what you're doing that your friend is teaching you to do. 
could you provide a little feedback for us? I'm going to give you all you want, buddy. We sometimes send letters to these homeowners, investors of vacant pre-foreclosed properties. Should I focus just on follow-up as many times? I guess I'm not talking about dispositions. So when it comes to finding a buyer for a property, that is being a wholesaled. We are legally, are we illegally able to market these properties once we have it under contract? So do you understand what he's asking? He's saying, we haven't even thought about what we'd do with one if we found one. And I think he said he found two. Can we even sell them? Do we even know? Is that not the blind leading the blind, the the cart dragging the horse? Folks, get with me here. Feel my pain. If this was your kid, what would you do? What would you say to them? Or worse, what if this is you? How do you turn your life around from this kind of insanity? Goes on and says, maybe this type of investing is not something you care to talk about. Oh, I'll talk about it. I try not to because I don't like to be negative. But man, if you want it, I'm going to let you have it. That's fine. The way I look at it is that we have to find single family investment properties at some point. So why not try to create something out of nothing? There it is. Let's create something out of nothing. Try to create something out of nothing. How insane can a person be? Instantaneous gratification, see disease, midnight madness theories, something out of nothing. Does this make sense? Are you willing to point out what I'm doing good? Are you willing to point out what I'm doing good? You're not doing anything good. You're doing everything bad. My partner is currently the one to handle the paperwork. So as I said, he's found some guy that thinks he's a real estate guru. He's got this guy out looking for deals for him. And if he finds something, he's going to handle the paperwork, then get him to talk his dad into paying for it. This is a scammer met a scammer, and they're going to destroy each other. Goes, other than that... I'll be following you. There is not one thing you're following me. You're not even close to following me. In fact, if there was a direction I was going, which is right, you'd be turned around exactly backwards going left. Maybe I'll even get some mentors with lifestyles. My mentors wouldn't touch you with a 10-foot pole, dude. Not in doing this stuff. You're not doing what we teach. They're not going to mentor you to do the wrong thing. They're going to mentor you to stop this insanity. goes on and says, God help me. I'm the one who bought the property at the tax sale for $3,000 with my father. So he had written me earlier before and said that he bought a tax sale property for 3000 bucks. And I said, how can you buy a property for 3000 bucks? It's a 150-year-old frame house somewhere in the East Coast where it's worth about 10000 bucks, And he bought it for three. My father and I might just turn this into a rental ourselves. So there he is. He's going, I know you're talking about rentals. Maybe we'll just turn this into a rental. Then he goes, no, we haven't even walked through it yet. He bought it months ago at a tax sale, which means they've never even been in it. Come on, guys. How many of you will admit that this guy's insane? That he's probably about a straight jacket away from being in a funny farm somewhere? He goes on and says, but my dad put up most of the money. Boy, I'm glad for that. Most of the money. But there it is. He's so happy his dad's losing his money and not his own. Would you want to do business with somebody like that? Please take it a little easy on me. (laughs) No, sir. You asked for all this. And then again, I understand the utility of your criticism because this is important stuff. I mean, this is life-changing stuff. It could destroy my life or it could make my life incredible. Thank you. You're right. It could destroy your life because... Of the time I've known you, which is, I don't know when the first email came, but it's been months and months and months now that you've, we've transacted back and forth by email. You've gotten worse. You've fallen farther and farther and farther away from sanity. I wish you would just go go see somebody. 
I beg you, go see a psychiatrist, a psychologist. Go see somebody. Go see your, your clergyman. Go to, go to your priest. You need to talk to somebody and take this email with you and or the recording of me dissecting the email. And let them see where you're at and see if they can help you get back on track in life. Because I'm sorry for you. Now, it goes on and sends me another email right after this one. He said, I'm currently working two days a week as an Amazon delivery driver. And I'm thinking maybe very naively that I can use $25,000 cash to buy my first BRRR and roll that into five or 10 or 15 rental properties. Is that possible? What is the challenge with this? All right, I don't know what BRRR meant, but it must be buy, renovate, rehab, resale. I have never heard the term BRRR. So it's obviously from another guru's course somewhere and uh, or some book or something. Uh, the answer is no way. Stop the insanity. That's step number one. Step number two, you say you're working two days a week as a delivery driver. What you're trying to do by flipping is trying to create income. What you should be doing is working at something you're guaranteed to get paid at. And being in this day and age, Amazon delivery driver, you could probably get seven days a week if you wanted instead of two because Amazon is just rocking right now. Can you buy something for $25,000 and, and renovate it? Uh, yes, you could, but you, you don't need to flip it because even if you flipped it, if you got it, bought it, rehabbed it, and had twenty-five grand in it, all you'd have in it is equity is twenty-five grand. So you're not making any money on doing that because you can't get the money back out of the house unless you sell it. If you do, now you have to pay taxes on that money, so part of that money goes away. Now you've got to split that money between you, your friend, and your dad. So what you're trying to do, what you're trying to attempt is wrong. What you need is to change your entire psychology of the instantaneous something for nothing strategy and change. All right. Now I've got another email here from a lady uh, that's a member. She goes on and says, you know, I'd love to upgrade in your membership. Short, short answer, I'd love to, but I just don't have enough money. Long answer is I was divorced in 2017, was granted sole legal decision-making over my son. I'm hesitant to invest the little nest egg that I have at the moment, but I'm getting there. After listening to... Lee, I will want to have the money and upgrade my membership and have the money to make my first single family property. My consultation with her was don't upgrade your membership. If you are sitting on a small nest egg, I don't want you to risk your nest egg by buying more education. Let's keep the nest egg safe because you're a single mom working hard, saving your money, right? And when you've got enough money, let's get you to buy one rent house. Let's not get you to go out there and upgrade and, and buy more education, more education. Now, she believes in education because she's a teacher. And so she believes highly that the price and the cost of education is well worth it no matter what it is. I have no problem with that. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I totally believe that I'd rather know what I'm doing before I do something. Going to pay one way or another, right? But that's just not where she's at. And she's at least wise enough to see that. So she's saying, I'm not going to go spend that money. She doesn't have this other guy bought the course, even though he didn't have the money to be able to utilize the course. Uh, if he would ask me, I would have told him not to buy the course, right? If you don't have the money to utilize it, why buy the course? She bought the course or she decided not to. I applauded her for that decision and told her that, hey, there's lots of with the membership she has right now, there's massive amounts of additional information available. Uh, all she has to do is keep studying, studying, saving, and saving, and someday she'll get there. And the other thing she said in here, which I didn't get to, I asked why she joined now, as opposed to she heard about it 10 years ago. She said she heard about it for 10 years, and for 10 years, she's not been able to get her husband to do anything. So the point I want to make here was, here's a person that has been held down by her husband forever. She continued to see that to continue to do the same thing, got the same results. And finally, she just got enough nerve to get a divorce, to start over and go, hey, everything I've done up till now has been ineffective other than have a child, which, you know, I'm not putting that down. But, uh, you know, other than that financially has been ineffective. She's got an education. She can get a job. She's going back to zero. 
and she's building with the right ideas. She was able to allow to go get the information now that her ex-husband is gone. She has the ability to allow her space on this earth to expand and for her to become a better person, at least financially. That's what you want to see. When you see someone come into a course like this, you want to see their growth. And I'll see her back in a year. She'll have lots of educational opportunities, lots of case studies and road trips to go to and things to watch. And she'll get highly educated and hopefully more motivated as she saves her money. That that education and motivation should help her save her money. And she'll work her way into position to be able to buy her first rent house, in which case she'll have her first passive income and her first real asset to start building wealth. That's the position we want to see her in. And she's taken the correct first steps to do that. That's what's important out there, guys. The other approach you can take is just to continue to believe that your insane way of doing things, which has not worked up till now, might all of a sudden change. But remember, why do we need to talk about getting ourselves a, a vest and going to the Nuku farm? Because if you continue to do what you're doing and expect to get a different result, that is the purest form and definition of insanity. I hope what we did today was helpful to somebody out there in this world. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.